Welcome to the Not For Nothing Podcast, the place where ideas unfold and conversations take flight. Topics such as relationships, everyday life struggles, and more with your hosts, Christopher Michael and Robert Evan. All right, so what's up, everybody? We are we got a special treat for you all today. We got Ashley Mayland in the house. What's up, Ashley? What's up? How you doing? So she came all the way from St. Louis just to see us here today. And uh, we got a super special episode in store, so... We appreciate it. Thanks for coming all the way down here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. We're happy to. Um, glad we got it to work out. We've been talking about it now for like two months. Has it really been two months? Yeah, I think it's been like two months. Oh my gosh, that went by fast. It did. I feel, you know, what's so interesting. I don't know if you guys believe in like manifesting and all of that, mm-hmm. but I literally, the week before you reached out, right. I was like, all right, in my, you know, space, my meditation space, I was like, God, angels, universe, whoever is listening, if this, if I am meant to like speak and like talk to people, bring me the opportunities. And then literally within a week, yeah. you and like two other people reached out to me to be on podcasts. That's awesome. And a lady yeah. for like these women's retreats um, in Canada. I was like, what is happening? That's awesome. That's so, amazing. Though. It was nice. It's yeah, like, like you said, manifest, putting it out there. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like I, asking you shall receive. It actually works. It does, right? <laughs> what they call them? Vision boards, right? That's another way of doing it. Yeah. Vision yeah. boards. Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes it just doesn't work when you actually really want it to work, though. That's or the problem. It. You <laughs> got to right. let go of the outcome like and just know. It. Right. You just yeah. got to know. You got to believe. It's terrifying, though. That's absolutely terrifying. Well, it depends on what it is, I guess. Yeah. I, yes, context. Like some things, it's like it's not terrifying if it doesn't happen. But. Yeah. Right. Like I hope my pizza gets here like five minutes right. faster. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I'm going to die on that hill, Rob. <laughs> yeah. If I'm at a red light and I'm like, green light, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. But that's okay. Right. I feel like some people have a hard time with faith. Yeah. Like having faith that things are going to happen for them. You get, I mean, dis- you get discouraged. People get discouraged very easily. No, they do. They do. I mean, that's like you I. Think, uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Do you, you think that's the idea, though, like with faith and not not religion in that regard, just faith? It's the idea of you not being in control. And that's why a lot of people struggle with it. Um, I don't know. If I think. What do you think? I think people struggle with faith because they don't see results in the time that they think that they should. And so they then start to doubt. I agree. And then that, metric. that makes them question everything. Mm, right. I agree you know, that. like, well, if this isn't happening, then who am I even talking to? Like, what am I even talking to? Right. I you feel know? Like that's what I feel. I feel like people struggle when they don't, when they're working hard or towards something and it doesn't happen for yeah. them in the time that they want it to. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what we say, like losing faith. Right. Yeah. So, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like people tend, more times than not, people tend to get discouraged very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what people really need to realize is that you need to keep pushing forward, mm-hmm. right? It's the easiest thing in the world to give up. Yeah. Like it really is. It takes no effort at all. Yeah. But if you just keep pushing and keep staying on your path and keep, you know, doing what you do, well, you're going to get better and better at it. You're going to improve and you're going to see results because how could you not? I right. Think people kind of lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all about like accepting that whatever it looks like, it was meant to look that way because you're going to learn something no matter what, whether it goes the way you thought it would or it goes the complete opposite direction, you're learning something. Right. In fact, it's usually, it's, it is better for you in the big picture when it doesn't go the way you expected because you True. are forced to like go through Adjust a past that, yeah, 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 you're going to learn. You know, the whole concept of you can't, you can't succeed without well, failing, correct. you know? No, you can't. It's, it's honestly, it's like one of the truest things. And you you do, to a degree, you need to learn how to make adjustments in life. Yeah. Right? So if everything kind of always goes a plan, like you never learn that skill set. Right. You know, you, you sometimes you need things to go the wrong way. 
yeah. so that you learn how to either improve or adjust yourself on the fly right. so that you know how to react to certain situations. Right. And understanding you're never going to want it to go the wrong way. It's never going to feel good. No. It, it always not. sucks every time. Absolutely. Um, but I think, too, whether it's the right way or the wrong way, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it, learning from every experience for better or worse. I mean, you said this this idea that, you know, you ask for something. If you don't get it, you get something else. Yeah. I think, too, people struggle with not necessarily religion, but faith, because if something terrible happens to you, your loved ones, your family, you know, God forbid, like a cancer diagnosis. And it's just like, yeah. why would this happen? Yeah. Like, well, like, and I've always admired people who are religious and they have actual faith in what they do. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe in it. I, I don't. Really? I mean, I like to think that there's some sort of higher power. Yeah. But sometimes I get way too analytical where I'm yeah. like, well, you said tangible results and not necessarily instant gratification. Like I don't expect to ask for something and then hold up my hand and have it pop in. But when you see just really horrific things happening around the world, you see horrific things happening to your family. You're trying, you're trying, you're trying. It feels like you're constantly getting beat down. I get it. Over a long enough timeline, everything resets to zero. Right. But when you're going through it, it's near impossible. You know, I get this question a lot um, because I, I believe in God and, and I, I grew up in like a very, I, well, it didn't start off as a religious family. My dad like came into Christianity when I was about 10 mm-hmm. um, and he had a pretty rough past, you know, from when I was younger than that. He was, he partied a lot and him and my mom had a terrible, horrible relationship and um, that ended badly. But I don't like the religious aspect of things because it puts so much pressure on you, like to believe in certain ways and I think when you can open your mind it makes the idea so much easier to understand like to what is the word I'm looking for it makes it easier to like bring it into your heart because um for example so many people are like why did God let this happen like my mom died of cancer she's my best friend it's the only person I have in my life it doesn't make any sense like I can't believe in a God that would let something this horrific happen to my mother but in my eyes, it's like, I don't believe that God lets any of these things happen. I don't believe God gave your mother cancer. I don't believe that. I think that's part of being human is that once you're here on this earth and you're living this life and you're going through this journey, there, there are things that happen that are just part of being human. Right. I don't think it's God. I don't think God punishes people. I don't believe in that. Like the religious aspect of people are going to hell and they're going to be punished while they're here. I don't believe in that. Um, I think God is genuinely love. It's that that ultimate power that brings us together, that resides in all of us and gives us strength and courage and helps us to, you know, live at a higher standard. Um, but I, I think that with that, you know, it's like, in religion, they say that God gives us free will and where there's free will, things happen. Like, and we do it, we do it too. You know, there are things that we've done to ourselves. We do a lot of things to ourselves and we blame it on a devil or, you know, um, spiritual forces. And it's like, no, like you made a conscious, it wasn't God or the devil. This was you and this is the path you're on and that's okay. And you're going to learn from it and everyone else will learn from it too. Um, Anyway. It's just a part of I mean, it's a part of life. I agree. It's just everybody has their own path, right? So I don't think, like you said, I, I agree. I don't think God's punishing people. Yeah. I think we all have our own journey. We all have our own path. And, if, you know, honestly, if there's going to be bad things that happen sometimes. Yeah. There's going to be bad things that happen to people in your life, possibly to you. And it's <laughs> not God punishing you. Right. Right. So there was this guy once and he, he said, you know, I asked God for strength. So he gave me struggles. 
Yeah. You know, and it's true. Yeah. So that's, people, that's so good. like you have to look at things and put them in perspective. Yeah. You know, you can't always try to blame a higher power or the devil. And like you said, people make conscious decisions, right. Right? either right or wrong. Right. So you need to understand that. And you can't yeah. always look to put it on something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think you got to be comfortable with your path, right? You got to kind of just accept it, accept it and go with it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's when. Like that's when you're li- like you're living your true self, right? right? Like if you just go down your path, you accept everything that comes to you. Yeah. I mean, you work through the lows and you enjoy the highs. Yeah. You know, I agree. and it's part of life. So I agree. Without I th- it, I mean, what's what's the point? Right. You know? Right. I think every like I've people are always so focused on like what is my purpose here, and and especially when you're in a really dark place and you're asking yourself why am I even here? I I have genuinely come to believe just through my own experience that every single person alive, no matter who you are, I think your purpose is to overcome the struggles in front of you so that you can show the people behind you how to do it. Like, I I genuinely think that's the whole point is like when you, what is my calling in life? Your calling is to overcome the things you don't think you can to build that strength and to share that story with everyone behind you so they can go through it in an easier way than you had to, you know, pass it down. Yeah, pass it down. You exactly. Do. You well, it's like the it idea of parenting, right? Like to a certain extent, you don't want your kids to have the struggles that you had right. to, to go through. Right. And we're just talking about it on another episode where we said, you know, we're talking about why parents are today soft, if you want to use that word. But the idea is that, you know, our generation is the one who is, we're now raising these kids. And it's like, well, we didn't necessarily have the easiest upbringing. Right. So like, right. you kind of want to do a 180. And I have a friend her and her husband, uh, they're a little bit older, probably early 70s, late 60s, um, and they're very well off. Like they built an empire of commercial real estate, but their kids are not necessarily the best people. Like they're not bad people, but, you know, they flat out said that they had nothing when they were growing up and, and they overcompensated. Mm. They said because, you know, they, they wanted their kids to have everything that they couldn't experience as kids and kind of created monsters in this process. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. But you just – we talked about it again on several things. You just want to raise everybody with good values, like right. a good head on their shoulders. Uh, it seems like so many times we have conversations with people or you hear people talking at, at a bar or restaurant in social settings and it's like – what values do you have? Like, how right. do you think it's okay to talk to somebody like right. this? I always had this this belief that if you go, <clears throat> excuse me, on a date for the first time, go to a restaurant and see how that person treats the server. Yeah. Like, see how they treat the waiter. Like, that'll yeah. tell you a lot about that kind of person. It sure does. It sure does. Yeah, it I does. mean, the way you treat people matters. I, I yeah. strongly believe that. And, and, and I've, you know, I've always been kind of a nice person and I've been called naive at times. But honestly... Being nice to people has benefited me in a million ways. Like, of course. I mean, of Sorry. course, I've been screwed over a lot too because that's life. A but nice guy too. That would happen regardless. Right. You know, yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get screwed regardless of yeah. whether you're a nice person or not. But I mean, you could make your life a little easier by smiling at people and Absolutely. greeting people and making them actually feel like somebody sees that they're human and they're alive. You know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. I mean, listen. Pe- people always try. To come down on others for being too nice or they say you're too kind or <clears> – <throat> I mean I've had people like – so like when I see a homeless person, yeah. right, like I'm always I'm always going to give them money. Right. Like that's just who I am. Right. Right. And I get people, they'll say to me, well, they're just going to go use it to buy drugs yeah. or they're just going to go do this. And I try to explain to them, well, here's the deal. If I thought like that, I would never help anybody. Yeah. So I can't just – 
choose to think that way. Like right. it's not as easy as you make it sound. Right. Because if everybody thought that way, no one would ever lend a helping hand. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't matter what they do with it. It it blesses you to bless someone else. It makes you feel yeah. good. Like yeah. Well, I think that's like a good reason to be selfish. Yeah. Well, at the end of the so, yeah. at the end of the day, what does it matter to you, right? Like right. There ha- that's about as, as bad as it can get for someone, exactly. right? Exactly. So if something that they do, whatever they do with that money, if it gives them momentary peace yeah. and comfort, it should matter nothing to you. Right. And that's on them. That. Right. And that, that, that's their path. That's their story. That's their obstacle to overcome. Right. Th- those are their life choices. They made a decision in life or whatever decisions they made. They got to where they are. And they're going to continue to go down whatever path they're supposed to. Right. You're not going to stop them. I struggle with that you know. so much. Do you? Free will and destiny. <clears throat> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's hash it out. Let's hash it out. First off, you, you'll, we'll never know, right? Like, is there free will or destiny? Like, we can, you can live your life a certain way, but you're never going to know. And that, right off the bat, already fucking bothers me. <laughs> like, already, I'm like. <laughs> you're saying what? If, if there's a destiny and a path predetermined for you? Then yeah, you have being no self, it's like the idea of like, I, I guess, like people now love conspiracy theories, right? So they mm-hmm. talk about like the Illuminati and, and mm-hmm. the Rothsteins and all. If there is something that big, you have no say in it. Like you're done. Yeah. So I think about that with free will or destiny. Like, do I already have a path laid out? And now that I'm thinking about it, well, was that part of the plan for me to, to struggle with this? Mm. Or is it just not real? Some people believe that before you are even born, your soul chooses the life that you're going to live, that you choose every single obstacle that you're going to go through in order for your soul to ascend to a higher place. And so, and honestly, I don't know if I believe that or not, but it's kind of a peaceful way to think about it. It is. Because it's like, See, that okay. bothers me. <laughs> because again, it means it was all predetermined, so fuck it. But, but. No, because. But really though, like, I mean. Just because something's predetermined. It's yeah. like saying just because something's predetermined for you, like no matter what, you're going to get there. Then it's that, not predetermined that's, that's because not, I can change the outcome. No. Well, what maybe maybe the the tiny details aren't predetermined. Maybe right. where you end up is predetermined. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I don't either, and it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're given path, different paths throughout the course of your life and different tests, right? Yeah. And I think and how you how you choose and what paths you go down determines inevitably where you wind up. I don't think you're necessarily destined to wind up in one place all the time. I think right. that there are alternatives. Yeah, for And sure. I think the life choices you make and, and the decisions that you make is inevitably what leads you to that path, to that destiny that, that you're going to fulfill. Right. I kind of just feel like, you know, whether or not that's true, either either option, I only get one shot at this as far mm-hmm. as I know. That's as far true. as I know, I only get one shot. So I can either spend all my time, you know, feeling negative about it and like pissed off and, you know, miserable about it. Or I can just make the best of where I am, what I'm doing and who I am and and do the best I can as a human being to contribute, you know, in a positive way. And that that, that's all you can experience do. experience though, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Like you, like I... I was I had a lot of anger when I was younger, and it, it I'm sure it stemmed from a lot of trauma, which yeah. was probably blocked somewhere mm-hmm. in the top of my brain. Yeah. But as I started getting a little bit older, I was like, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. Like, it's not to say I don't have moments like I get really just annoyed, but as I'm getting older, just trying not to stress things you can't control. Yeah. Is it's it's been difficult, but it's been getting better. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, ah, like whatever, like. 
I just said it earlier, like, what hill do I want to die on? Like, how much energy and effort do I want to put into this? Yeah. And you've heard, both of you heard me say this a million times. My biggest commodity is, is time. Yeah. Like, that is, to your point, what you just said, it is finite. And I don't know when it's going to end. That's right. the other thing, too. Like, right. I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, it goes for a very long time. Yeah. But not knowing... It just makes you want to appreciate everything you can at that point because yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's that terrifies me too. Yeah, no, I get it. I, can I ask you a question that's kind of personal? Sure. Are you in therapy? Um, not this moment, but I've been in therapy for a lot. Do you feel like there's still a lot of trauma that you haven't processed? Oh, yeah. So have you considered going back? I have. You I should. probably will, yeah. You should. I think everyone should be in therapy. We were just talking about we're, it another are, episode. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah. everyone has trauma. Yeah, they like, do. The toughest part for me is so I I mean I I've, I've been through a lot in my life, a lot of things that I, I would have rather not gone through, and, and most of them self inflicted. But still, so you know what happened was like my life choices and the situations that I found myself in made me have to become a self aware person mm-hmm. very very quickly. Mm-hmm. So then what happened inevitably was I developed coping mechanisms for everything. Mm -hmm. And the the hardest part for me, even to this day, with even going to therapy, is that those coping mechanisms have served me so well in my life. They're your defaults. They're defaults. You realize that's the story of a narcissist too, right? Is that the story of a narcissist? I'll explain in a minute. (laughs) Not not calling you one. No, no, You don't strike me as one. So, but no, it's weird. They, They do, and I think... Maybe if you if you knew more of what I went through, like you you'd you'd kind of get where I'm coming from. But yeah, it's it's tough. They're like crutches. Yeah. So yeah. even though I know sometimes there's better ways to do things. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard not to default. No, to I get that. Right. Well, yeah. it's comfort. It yeah. protects you. Right. It's what like, you know. You're like familiar. You know, like no matter what, it's not going to get worse if right. I do this. So right. this this is a safe way for me to go. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now tell me why I'm a narcissist. No, you're not. You're not a narcissist. But so they say that narcissistic people become that way. It's the same thing. It's it's not always, but a lot of the time it's through traumas that they learn coping mechanisms that work for them. Right. So manipulating people to get what you want works. You know, controlling right. the, the outcome of what happens mm-hmm. in situations works for them. And that's why they lie and they cheat and they do all these things because these are the things that have they've had to do in order to survive. Right. And it works for them. So why would they quit? You know? Yeah. I mean, that that yeah, that's definitely the extreme. It's the extreme. For, for sure. Extreme. Yeah. But it's, it, I mean, that's everyone, right? right. Everyone it, has coping. Everyone has it is. defaults that they fall back on, whether yeah. they're beneficial or whether they're harmful. Right. And people, some people turn to drugs, turn to alcohol, turn right. to whatever. Um but I would, I would argue everyone has their own coping mechanisms. No. I don't want to say they're right or wrong. It's right. just what they know. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this. I mean, there are coping mechanisms that are wrong. Yeah. Any coping mechanism that puts you in a position to take advantage of somebody yeah. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you should at least have enough sense and know yeah. not to drag someone into your I shit. I mean, more self-inflicted. Let me clear that up. Right. It's like, self-sabotaging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I, I have that too. I actually, so I'm in therapy for the first time in a long time and it's been amazing. Um, one of the things that I learned was that I, as a, as a child, I learned that I had like to, I had to over people, please like people pleasing helped me get to a place where I could receive love. Right. So even in relationships, I overdo it. Like I overcompensate mm-hmm. more than I 
I should because I want to be loved so badly, um, which can come off as desperate or, you know, whatever. But it's because when I was little, that worked for me, like being the good girl. Well, you look for that affirmation. Yeah. Doing nice things, being polite, like giving gifts, um, going out of my way. Like those things worked for me. But when you become an adult, those things don't always work for you, especially in relationships. Yeah, right. And I had to accept that in therapy. And that was like a hard moment for me to go, wow, okay. Well, what's unfortunate about it is that a lot of people, like people like you, givers, yeah, wind up with takers. And I'm an overgiver. Yeah. And, Every, I, and I love giving. Like it's my time, it, my heart, my. It feels so nice. You know, like gifts. Happy, I, yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. It's just who I am, you know, but it's, and it doesn't always serve me. No, it, I think. Especially, it depends on who, who you're dealing with, right? But, right, you know, like, right. Nothing makes me happy. Like, I love, I'll be honest, I've always been this way. I, I love seeing other people happy. Yeah. So, like, when I buy someone a gift, I'm almost like it, like, burns a hole through my pocket. Like, I need to see them open it. Yeah. Like, I like to see them excited. Yeah. Like, for, that makes me feel good. Yeah. So, it's tough to think that you have to curb that. Right. Because somebody might take advantage of it. It's unfortunate, and it, it does it happen. Is. It is unfortunate. And, the and when prop- you're not that way, it's hard to accept, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really it's bothersome. is. It is. It is. Yeah, like, it's like hurtful. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so hurtful. If somebody because opens a gift and they don't have the reaction that you wanted them to have, you're like, oh, did they like it? Like, was that good enough? Should I have gotten more? Like, did I get them the right gift? Did right. I put enough thought into this? I, that's my personality, the overanalyzing yeah. of everything. And I've even done, like, those personality tests. And then <laughs> I think there was, uh, for work, we did Clifton Strength Finder, right. whatever it was. And um, it's more business related, but immediately the first thing was like, yeah, you overanalyze the shit out of everything. <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> like just everything is going to be fine. Uh. Just stop questioning everything all the time. And it's something I joke about it with my mom now. Like I, I've always just had this really big problem with authority. And I don't know. I'm sure it comes from somewhere, but I just question and challenge everything. But now it's getting to the point where I was like, I'm pushing 40, getting close. I'm just like, it's fucking exhausting doing this all the time. Yeah. I uh, mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing to question. I don't think it is. Because I, I just, my whole thing is just tell me the why. Yeah. yeah. Just say, yeah. Like, just give me the why behind it. I mean, it. and anyone who's genuine and authentic should be able to answer that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you if know? it's work related, yeah, I, I get thing, it. Right? You got to feed the machine. You got you to make more money. You got to sell more stock. You got to get more investors. But just give me the why. And I promise you, I'll be that much more engaged and care that much yeah. more, even if I don't agree with it. But honestly, it's good to have people like you because anyone who has an issue with being questioned, I mean. It's kind of a red flag. It's a big red flag. It's a huge red flag. It's a big red flag. It's like, ooh, who are, who's living out of their ego? You know, like yeah, anyone I, should be able to be questioned. I'm not looking to expose you. Just no. explain it to me so I understand why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. That's all. You yeah. can always tell when someone's being genuine, right? It's, yeah. It's very the responses to questions is very effortless for them. Right. You right. know what I mean? And you can tell when it's coming from a genuine place. Yeah. Now you could also tell when someone's fishing for bullshit to feed you. You know, you, you can see it. You can hear it. You can see it in their demeanor. You know what's funny about it, that is that sometimes you can see, well, as women, I should say, maybe men aren't this way. And that's probably why women get dragged through the mud so much in dating. <laughs> but women see red flags and are like, mm, they talk themselves out of it. Like I, for me, I, I, I ignore them because I don't want to be right. But everything is like the alarm bells are going off. And I'm, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, but I'm like, I could be wrong. I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I got to give people the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I've got to give this person a chance. I don't know that that's right. Just because I feel that way doesn't mean it's true. Like you just totally overlook it because you don't want to be right. And then you regret it every time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've, I've said this before and, and I've actually 
have a clip for it, but it's, I think it's true. So you have to you have to stop avoiding red flags, right? Yeah. And, and I say and I say that and I've said this before. Like when you think about it, like friends, family, people that have been in your life for an extremely extended period of time, right? Yeah. Like you have you already whether you know it or not, you have a bar set for yourself, yeah. right? Like yeah. you have a certain standard for the people that you keep around in your life. Yeah. So at the very least anyone new that comes into your life should meet that standard. That's a good point. It, mm-hmm. it is. And if you if you're not willing to ignore those red flags for the people that have entered your life up to that point, right. you should never be willing to do for somebody new because yeah. they're only going to disappoint you. Every time. Every time. They're they're going. And then to. you're mad at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like you Self-sabotaging. Yeah. But you know what it is like when you have a big heart, you want to see the best in people. I do. Like I'm now I I always want to see the best in people. I just and I do see the best in people, and that's my problem, is that I'm looking for the good. I'm not trying to find the things that are wrong with someone. I'm I'm trying to, like, see what's good about them. And so even when I do see the things that I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm like, well, but, 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 you But know. there's this redeeming quality, yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get past that. But yes. I, I think I think that's a common thing. I think plenty of men do that too. I really? absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you don't want to go into something looking at like for the most part. As you know, the anger issues I've had, I try to think I'm not really a negative person. Like, yeah. I, I generally love life. He's laughing, and I'll bitch and moan <laughs> about everything. But half the time, I'll, I'll admit like, it. I'm a negative person. Yeah, I'm working on it. The, the, bo- the both of you guys kill me sometimes. No, Seriously, I, I, look, look, right from. From what you said, it literally made made me think of this. There is a difference between being nice and being kind. Yes. Right. Someone who's kind is genuine. They yeah. say that about and New Yorkers. Will tell you yeah. that yeah. you're doing some something wrong. My parents always told me to be nice. Yeah. They, right. Just like you, I'm an overgiver. Mm-hmm. I have fallen into many traps my whole life. I mm-hmm. still do to mm-hmm. this day. And there are moments where I have to check myself and be like, stop being like like stop. Yeah. Like like you're I don't even look for the nice. I just don't even see the bad. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem. I do see the bad, but I don't want it to be there. Like, cause I know, and, and another thing too, when you're like, when you're genuinely trying to be a good person, you really want to believe that everyone is, you know, yeah. you want to yes, believe that do. everyone is good somewhere inside. And most people are genuinely and good. Most people I do are. believe that. Most people are, but they're not always, unfortunately. And that's a big lesson to learn is that you can't just trust people. People have to earn your trust, yes. and it's so hard to do when you're an empathetic person or, you know. Out, putting out, putting out, putting out. It's so yeah. hard to get to that point where you got to go, okay, I have to, I have to trust myself and protect myself before allowing s- certain people to have space in my life. Like, I, I'm the type of person, I meet someone, if I click with you, I've got your back forever. Right. Like, I've got your back forever, and I will do anything for you, and that's a problem because people will take advantage of that. They will use you. They will abuse you. They will do whatever you will allow, and I've had to learn. Like, that was this last year, I realizing that was one of the deepest, darkest places I've ever been, just having to actually like face the fact that no matter how kind I am to someone, no matter how good I am to someone, no matter how much I give or love or appreciate or uplift or encourage or show up in someone's darkest moments, it does not mean they're going to do it for me. Absolutely. And, and sometimes they don't and it is crushing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's tough. It's, um, you know, I I would talk about it all the time. Like, 
the friends that are battle tested in your life. Yeah. Like those are your true friends, yeah. right? The ones that always come through. Not the, the people one. who say they're going to have your back, the people that actually do. Right. Have the people that, that shown it. The people that have proved it. Yes. Right. The people that always show up. And yeah. I always tell people, I say this all the time, when the chips are down and someone's backed into a corner and it's you versus them, mm -hmm. you'll find out who your friends oh, are. Oh, it's so true. Because it's so true. Instead of them laying down and making a sacrifice for you, they're going to step right over you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see just how quick mm -hmm. they were never really your friend. Oh, it, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, so grateful for that though. Like knowing I can count and it's not a million people. And I don't want it to be a million people. Right. Like I want it to be like three to five people that like I know if shit gets bad, you know, what is it? The 3 a.m. phone call. Yeah. I need you at 3 a.m. Don't ask any questions. I just, I need you here. A hundred percent. Like, and I, I don't want a million people to do right. that. I want to know that this, because the other part of it too is we talk about reciprocating, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have the energy to, to be able to offer that to right, everyone. Everybody. Right. And I, I just, there's a finite number of people. So knowing that that's given to me, like you said, when you become loyal to somebody, like I'll kill for you now. Yeah. Like th this is this is it yeah. but it's only a handful of people I, and I think that that's the case for most people I yeah. think honestly when you really I think when people really think about it if you really thought about it you probably only have one or two people in your life that, that would really be that way or be it's that true. person for you yeah it's true I, I know we all have probably a lot of close friends mm -hmm. but like if you really took the time to sit and say alright well who would who would do this for me that right. I would do this for? Guarantee you probably only got like two people in your life. That's true. Outside outside, four, outside yeah. of family. Right, outside of family. Outside right. of family. Right. 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 Um, and really, and those are the people that deserve your time. That's so true. It, it really is, and and I say it all the time. Like, don't take them for granted because they don't come along often. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why at 40 or 50 years old you have one or two of them. Yeah. And that's all you have. Yeah. So lose one of them, neglect them. I promise you, you probably won't see another one in your lifetime. And you'll regret it and for the rest of your life. And you'll regret it And that's in the case with relationships, too, right. not just, like, friends. But, like, in relationships, there's I feel like everybody, male and female, you you, you meet that one or, or maybe two people in your lifetime that are, like, the good ones. Right. right? They're, like, the good ones that you're, like, why did I screw that up? Yeah. Why did I screw that up? Or, you know, um, there's nothing you can do to ever get that person back, but you know that... You could have and should have done better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You live with the, those regrets hit you hard. Yeah. I mean, you, and you think about them forever. You think, I'm telling you, I've had, I have a few regrets in my life. And I'll tell you that I can get over rejection, being right. disappointed. Right. The one thing I never get past are my regrets. They wow. always sit there. Mm -hmm. Like always. Now they don't disrupt my life one way or the other, mm -hmm. but I always think about them. Yeah. Like there's a couple of instances that for some reason it'll just surface every yeah. now and then. And I'm yeah. like, man, I can't believe like 20 years later, I'm still thinking wow. about this. That's interesting to me. It's wild. I, I genuinely feel that every single relationship I've been in that was, went beyond like just superficial. Right. Um, I gave my best. I did my best. I, I, and I wasn't perfect. No one's perfect. You can't be perfect all the time. Um, you're going to screw up. You're going to say things. You know, that's part of being in a relationship. But and you're human. Yeah, you're human. But I can honestly say, like, I've I've been the best I could be for every relationship that I was in. And that is, like, one of the things that I have to, like, accept, too, is, like, when they don't work out, like, accepting that even though I gave my best, it wasn't enough. And that, But that's okay. Like, it, it's it not for me to hold on to because I did show up the best way I knew how, you know? 
Yeah, and it probably was enough. Just wasn't enough for that person. Right. right. Just wasn't the right fit. Right. And they and that they probably didn't deserve what you were giving them right. at that point. I or def- just timing. Yeah, or timing. or timing. It could be timing too. I, oh. I think I'm a very deep person. Like I, you know, I like having deep conversations. Like, and I think I, I made the post once, but I, I don't like surface level stuff. Like, if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone, I want it to be every. I want to be best friends. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know yeah. everything about you. I want you to know everything about me. I want to be like your biggest fan, like your biggest supporter. Like, I want to build a freaking empire with someone. Right. You know, and some people just aren't ready for that. Like you, you meet people and they're, they don't know how to go beyond surface level relationships. No, and so it's don't. terrifying <laughs> to oh, meet something someone. Oh, too, though, you sure. talked about trauma earlier. A lot of people don't know how oh, like they true. want to, yeah. but they do not know how to, to do it. And that, it's just, that's a good point. Stuck in, I don't want to call it like arrested development, but they're kind of just like, they don't know how to move they're forward. They're not ready to face themselves. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's hard to like, and I've been there. You're triggered by everything when you're not healed. Yeah, like absolutely. You know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> you have to. You have to be healed as a person to bring someone healing. into your life. Healing, right? right? Or the process. Because you'll never be. You'll never right. be like one of the things I like to remember is I'll never be healed. Right. You know, as long as I'm human, but I striving to heal helps me in as a person and in my relationships. It does. You know, like you can face those triggers and go, okay, that was that was me. I was triggered by something. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. versus, oh, um, I'm leaving now because that was too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I can't handle this. It's yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, but no, you, you do. You have to because it's it's tough to give to somebody when, when you're not really where you want to be. Right. You know, it, it is. Cause, and it's hard to think about someone else's feelings yeah. when you're still worried about your own yeah. and what you have going on. Yeah. So it's and, – and it's not fair to somebody to drag them into something that's unresolved or that you're still working to get past. Right. Um, and more than likely, it's it's going to set you up for either a toxic or bad relationship. Oh, toxic for sure. Yeah. So absolutely. we talked about like the idea of like, – but I think we're all in agreement. Therapy is just extremely beneficial. And right. Could be painful. Um, but generally, long-term benefits, you know, yeah. it, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, Aside from therapy, uh, your your Instagram page is, is really a lot about self-worth and self-love. Yeah. Uh, so therapy aside, what other guidance or advice do you have for figuring yourself out? Oof. Um, I would say taking a look in the mirror, like you have yeah. to, you have to accept that you've got your shit and you have to be able to look at yourself like truthfully. Like I, one of, one of the people I love more than anything in the world is Jordan Peterson. He he's talks a, a lot about amazing. accountability. I love that guy. Oh, I love him. He's just so honest. But he, you know, he said something one time. He said, "If you really want to know yourself, sit at the end of your bed and actually think about all the things you're doing to screw up your life." And a lot of times, it's emotional stuff. It's mental stuff we're doing that sabotages every single thing in our life. Right. And you mean like it trickles down to other yes, facets of life? Yes. Yeah. So, like the, the advice I like to give people is you. You have to look within, like deeply within, and, and one, face, accept that you have trauma and feel it. Like you have to be able to feel it. Like I, I've been in such dark places. I've been suicidal more than once in my life. Like I, even within the last year, I'm not going to lie. I, there was a point when I was at such a low that I thought, I don't, I, I genuinely don't want to be here anymore. Um, what helped you get through that? Like for you Sitting personally. in it. Not up, running from that feeling it. it. Yeah, I, I because that's what people do. They they ignore it. They fill their schedule up with a million things. They, 
get on medicine, they, which I, there's nothing wrong with, by the way. They but numb themselves. They numb themselves. They, they drink. Oh. They smoke. They party. They, you know, work. They become workaholics. They don't sit in their grief. And I had to sit in my freaking grief. I had to sit in it and feel it in a deep way. And it was horrendous because there are years and years of things that I had never processed that I'd never even spoken out loud that had happened to me. Um, and I had to really like sit in it and just let it like, let the floodgates come, which is a lot of the reason why I have videos where I'm crying. I see. But it's, you're, <laughs> and I you're... get teased for it all the time. People are like, why are you always crying? I'm like, because I'm processing my trauma, people. Okay? Well, you're a very genuine person. Um, and I'm real. I have nothing to hide. Like, I, I would rather be open and honest and have nothing to hide. You know, like, it doesn't matter what anyone has to say about me. I'm going to be the first. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's sad for um, them that they would actually put a negative comment on a video like that. Oh, they do all the time. It's, it's yeah. wild to me. It's like people are so <laughs> like, like you're the obviously the one that has the problem. Right. It's right? funny. Yeah. Like it's if, funny. If you can if you can look at someone in a vulnerable moment and attack them, you got it. You have issues. Garbage human. Yeah, issues. I know. No, I know. Yeah. But they they're all over it. They're all over it. It's yeah. you know what a narcissist just seeking attention. Um, you know, I hear it all. I hear it all. No, it's not. Um, and I, I think, though, like one of the things where if you're scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or any of these social media platforms, it can be overwhelming, like yeah. just like anything. You know, you get in a lot. But I think a lot of it, the, the, the stem or the, the root cause of it is, again, people just – it's being talked to. Yeah. And other people have addressed it. Other people are moving on. And there are times where I, I scroll through videos like that, whether it's self-love, self-help, and I'm like – that's where I want to be. Yeah. And it's just frustrating that I'm not there yet. Yeah. And then you're constantly seeing it. You're like. I think the self-worth for me, self-love, it, it began when I started realizing that I was no less human than anyone else. Like um, my therapist told me something that was so good. He was, he went to this like retreat or something and he was, it's a funny story. So they were supposed to wear black socks for some reason on like the itinerary. It's wear black socks for meditation and things like that. And he didn't read it. And so he brought white socks and it's, it's a silent retreat, right? So he's sitting there and he's just like stewing cause he's wearing white socks and everyone else is wearing black socks and he feels like such an idiot and he feels so stupid and he feels like such an asshole cause he didn't read the itinerary. And it's like, how hard could it be to have just read through this? And here right. I am this prick that just, I'm going to wear white socks, screw the rest of you. And he was just having the worst time. And he went to go in to talk to the, um, I don't even know, I'm going to call it a guru cause I don't uh-huh. even know what the term was. And he was like, so how's it going? And he's like, well, it's not great because I wore white socks and I was supposed to wear black socks. And I feel like such an asshole because blah, 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 blah. And the the guru just looked at him and was like, so um, when are you going to come back down to earth with the rest of us humans? Right. <laughs> and I was like, God, that's so good. That's so good because you can love yourself more when you realize you're no less valuable than anyone else around you. Right. You're no less worthy than anyone else around you. Like there is not a single human being alive that deserves more that, that, you know, deserves more love or anything than you deserve. Right. There's no one. We're all made of the same thing. We all are worthy of love. And you just have to accept that. Like as much as you can love another person, you're worthy of loving yourself, you know? Absolutely. I Um, agree with that. But that goes back to the trauma, though, where people struggle with receiving love. Yeah. That's you know? where you got to start with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So You've got to start. 
with yeah, yourself. To, to your point, you do. And that's why you absolutely have to start with yourself. Yeah. You, you need to learn how to receive love from someone. Right. And, and you need to look at yourself and you need to see, you know, w- what's going on in your life. What's stopping right. you right. from being able to connect with people on that level. Right. And I think you need, it, it's a constant. I think it's, I think you work at it your whole life. Yeah. Right? I think you're always working at trying to improve certain yeah. behaviors, feelings in your life, you're always going to be working them out, right? Because right? Right. like you said, there's triggers. So things are always going to come back to the surface. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like you said, I agree with you. It's, it's very important to become, you know, self-aware. Yeah. You know, and self-love doesn't mean selfish. Like that's absolutely such a misconception, you know, especially in like religious, you know, concepts. It's just like... There, it's completely different to be selfish and love yourself, you know. Um, but it's amazing that it even needs to be elaborated. It on. is amazing, it's but like, it is such but a thing. It's prevalent, it's like crazy. especially in Christianity. Like you grow up believing you're a worthless piece of crap because you know you're not Jesus, and that's great. I understand it. Like Jesus was an amazing human, um, but it's like when you grow up believing that you're just evil. You're you're born evil. You're born, born with sin, a bad born, heart. You're right. born a sinner. You're not worthy. Like, God, that like sits with you. I struggle with self-love my entire life. Like I, I struggle with it my entire life. Like I'm just now at 37 getting to a place where I can honestly say like I feel like I do value myself. I don't want to besmirch religion, but do you think that's extremely detrimental being born into a mindset like that where you're born out of sin? As far as self-love is concerned, yeah. And, and I don't even think Christianity is at fault per se. I mean, it's the interpretation that you, right. you know, you yeah. hear. And you back, back way, in my, you know, in the eighties, it was very much, you know, a brim, like fire and brimstone, brimstone yeah, type of sure. religion. Yeah. You know, it's evolved quite a bit, you know, to be more like the Jesus, you know, example. Right, but when yeah. I was little, that was not it. So, um, yeah. And, and it's not my parents' fault or anything like that. You just, you hear things, you see things when you grow up in that, you know, environment. You get, they get like, you know, kids get indoctrinated by it like right. their whole life. Yeah. Any right. kid, you're going to be a product of your own environment. Right. If that's what your parents, you know, believed and followed. And yeah. you said your father picked it up and you were about 10. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like at 10, like you're kind of at the age where you start finding your own voice a little bit, yeah. your own independence. And yeah. it's not to say you're still not molded by the prior 10 years right. and what you're going to experience going forward because 10, I would think you're still pretty malleable. Right. Oh, for sure. But, oh, yeah. You, you probably know. don't even remember the first five of that time. Oh, yeah. You know, no, yeah. So. Five is like when you become like self-conscious, self-aware. Like yeah. it's around that age, right? Four or five where like- Something like that. That, that light- Yeah, just like looking yeah. around you're like, wow, Next thing you know, I'm you're here. like, oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. Let me get a card. Yeah. I will say, I think religion can be a beautiful thing for some people like some people need it some people need to go to the extreme like for a life change you know like for my dad it was the best thing he could have ever done for himself it completely transformed his entire life which affected mine you know so that's great for him though so and through that as he got better that that helped your relationship that you have a good relationship with your father oh i do i mean did you always it was it was uh it was complicated. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, my parents divorced. My dad remarried. He had three other kids. It was it was complicated. There was a lot of struggles, just like when you try to mix a family together. Right. Um, but I, I will say, like, I've, I've been told before I have rose-colored glasses for my dad, like, <laughs> I I'm, I was a daddy's girl from the start. Right. You know? So, yes, the, the relationship has had its trials. Um it, I would say it was at its worst when I was about 17 to 19 because of an abusive relationship that I was in. But um, 
outside of that, it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, my That's dad's awesome. the one of those people. It's like he'd do anything for me. Right. He would kill for me. You're he would go girl. to prison happily for me mm. if he if he knew some of the things. <laughs> there would be dead men wow. walking like everywhere. But I'm sure. That's, um, That's why God will never. Yeah. If I ever have kids, God will never give me a daughter. No, so, he will just because you said that. Uh, so <laughs> there, there, there would be so many like. She'd be the most protect. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. And that I was my dad even, too. Yeah, it would be it would be hard for me. He bordered on controlling because he was terrified. Yeah, of, I would. You be. know the things that he knew he had been capable of as a young man. Oh, you know, for sure. I mean, I can't even imagine someone mistreating my daughter. Right. My I dad, mean, I, and I'm not going to get into super big details. He almost beat somebody up one time. He almost sought this guy out at a golf course to beat him up. And my dad's a tough guy. Like someone you were dating. This was the abusive relationship uh, that I was in, which I kept a secret for three years because I knew my dad him. would kill him. And, uh, yeah, so, but when my dad started hearing it from other people, right. he, like, snapped. And oh, he yeah. was gonna, he didn't end up going to do it. And at the time, I would have been mortified. Of course, now I'm like, damn, I wish he kind of would have right. done that. Like, I should have been <laughs> like, pops go, set the go. Tone. Yeah, but, no, it's, it was, it was, uh, yeah, wild. It, it's tough. It's speaking on like, you know, parenting and even relationships. The, the one thing I've noticed is, I mean, obviously you were in a, you know, an abusive relationship, yeah. but I'm noticing more and more today that just there's no chivalry anymore. I know. Right? Like men just don't know how to treat women. No, they don't. And it's the craziest thing to me because I was, like, I'm very close to my mother. Like you're close to your father. Yeah. So, you know, she raised me a certain way and I have a very profound respect for women. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to be to the extreme. Not everybody has to be like me, and I'm aware of that. Right. But it's almost like it's just gone. Like oh, it's, it's de- sad. It's deteriorating completely. It's so sad. And and I don't get it. It's even, we were saying this once before, that it's, and it's our parents' generation. Like, yeah, but right? it's, like, it's, our, it's generation. our generation. Yeah, it's your like, generation. It's it really our is. kids. That's raising the kids, so what the fuck Right, happens? what's going on? Yeah. Because right. genuinely, that's so true. It like, is. Like you, if I if I was to date a guy, you know, around our age, they will actually open a door for me. Right. If younger, I can I have to ask for it, and then I'm considered like high maintenance. Right. If you if I ask someone to open a freaking car door for me, oh my God, what else are you gonna want? All right, princess. Right. It's 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 crazy, and it's like there's like a sense of entitlement. Like, but why is that though? Because of our generation weird. who is now, ra- yeah. now raising right. these what, kids. What's going on? Like, I would I would I never can't fucking figure it out. Right. I would never raise my kids that way. Like it's it's wild to me. Like what? Like did you not have a mother? Like. You have to have respect for your mother, right? right? Like, so if you respected your mother as a woman, you would think you would think that you should you would just carry that same respect over to any woman, especially someone you're dating. Yeah, right. And for some reason, it got lost. Like, there's a disconnect today. Yeah, there totally is. I had a guy once actually say to me, "I think you're going to require too much from me." He said what that. You, and, so can we get context like, on this? What, so what did you like? I can tell you right what now. Was too much. Prima donna. <laughs> He is a prima donna for sure. I'm not. Uh, in fact, I'm almost a little too laid back, to be perfectly honest. Where it's like I should be requiring more. What, like, like in terms of? Uh, so what he meant was, then? I was going to be the type of person that would actually expect him to take me on dates consistently. What does that mean? That's what he meant. So by, what did, I might require too much from him. Did you ask? And you, because I you, was the type of person that was like, um, my door. 
Hello. Which was mostly a joke, to be honest. It was mostly a joke. It was just, you yeah, know, teasing, yeah, you, but you also got, kind you, of like hinting. You got you got jokes, too, though, I know. Like, oh, yeah. But I, I literally was just kind of like. But it's like, why? Like, but what he really meant was, listen, I don't really want to date. I just want to chill. Right. Yeah, That's what he that meant. Means. Chill. And yeah. I, I'm a, I have a bad feeling you're going to want to be the kind of girl that gets taken out all the time. And that mm, is probably not going to happen. Because I asked you to be a gentleman. Like, seriously. Right. Like, what's wrong with you? Dude? Right. Like, like that, that you you drew that conclusion from me. Not, you not, like, seriously? Me asking you I to think it was because I said I was bored. I was like, we were just sitting there. And I was just kind of like, so. Like, like in a car, on a couch? On a couch. I was just kind of sitting there bored, like, on my phone. I could do this at home. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that, that, that's the other thing. It wasn't. It wasn't a date. It was. We was were just hanging out. out. Uh, was no, this the first time that you met this guy? No, no, no. We had been kind of like seeing each other. Um, but yeah, so that that should have been a red flag. But like you said, like oh, like I'm kind of bored. Like that doesn't mean you're asking this guy to go out and spend forty seven thousand dollars. Can we go for a walk? Like, can we go to a, a lake and go walk around the lake? Can, effort can we go? doesn't mean money. Right. Yeah. Effort do doesn't something. equal money. Bridge. Effort is right. effort. Like, just, no. just give me quality me time. Give me turn something. the freaking radio on and let's like dance or be stupid. Anything. Like, right. just show yeah. attention. Can we play a game on the phone, yeah. like a trivia yeah. game. Pull out some is cards. It, like, yeah, get, get a Monopoly board. Like yeah. something. Yeah. Fucking. Just Christ. give yes. me something. I'm I telling you, just want to stare blankly into the void. I can do that under, on my own. It's just. God forbid they pick up a phone and have a phone call. Oh, don't even like, get me started on that. Like yeah. the, the text, like I get it. Like that's fine. Texting's convenient at time. But when you're dating someone, like what's, like I will always pick up the phone to call someone. Yeah. I feel like even when I'm dating now, some girls find it like they, they get caught off guard by it because <laughs> I won't even send a text sometimes. Right. I'll just ring them, like yeah. call them. Yeah. And it's like shocking to them. Who died? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't want people, she's like, no, it's like, it's so, like, I love it, but it's right, like right. no one, no one does it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's crazy to me. Like I can't get over how men have digressed. I can honestly say like one of the things I miss the most about like dating and love and all of that is when like remember when you were like 16 and you get on the freaking phone and you talk for like two or three hours yeah. like you'd really get to oh. know that person. You fall asleep on the phone talking to them. Yes, yeah. and it was like the most exciting part of your day. It like was amazing. that doesn't yeah. happen oh, anymore. I, I wish I was what, what, what was your longest phone call ever? Oh that? God! I, I'm sure it was at least three hours, you know. So but when my, you're 15, my longest ever, like my longest conversation ever, was seven and a half hours. Jesus, <laughs> is that wild or what? what? Was this high school? Seven, no, it wasn't high school. No, seven and a half hours no. on the phone. On no, I mean, did on you just like phone. do your whole day and they were just we there? We started talking at 10 o'clock in the evening and we went to like 5 30 in the morning. Just, Are you like, still just dating this person? No, no, <laughs> is this before you would, you or would after think, you right? Would think. Yeah. You would I mean, think. the chemistry had to be no. off the charts to it, go for it, seven hours. That's a whole relationship it, for a lot it of people. Was like, <laughs> you got to know her better in one day. It was crazy right. because on the third date, you're like, well, I fucking know everything about you. It was why I'm telling you after that conversation. Like in the beginning, we were so all about each other, yeah. and then it just kind of faded. But yeah, that that instant connection, I, I couldn't believe how it went from that to us kind of just fading. And it wasn't like you know anything toxic, right? That's good. We just kind of faded apart. Well, you may um, you may meet back up again one day. Yeah, maybe. I mean, seven, I kind of hope you do. Right after that kind of phone call. I mean, my God, that's it's wild. But um, I would give anything for a guy to just sit on the phone. I, you know what? No. 
I'm going to change the language here. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give anything for a guy to do anything. You're going to appreciate I have requirements now. <laughs> yes. Oh, as you should. So I'm, I'm going to show you something. Everybody, thank you again for tuning in. Continue to watch. Give us your feedback. You know we love your feedback. Um, anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Let us know how you felt about the episode tonight. Let us know how you felt about Ashley. She was amazing. Definitely check her out. She's on IG as Ashley Mayland. You can find her on IG, YouTube, and Facebook. So check out some of her writing. Check out her videos. They're awesome. She's super motivational. And ladies, she's got tons of great advice for you. So be sure to check it out. Okay, everybody, we're going to wrap it up for today. But thank you for watching. As always, we appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of this episode with the amazing Ashley Mayland. She's been fantastic this entire time. We're going to continue discussing the topics that you heard here today, so you're not going to want to miss this. 